Well, I am lucky enough to get a few more minutes with Dr. Neil Bradbury, uh, the master of poisons. Uh, I don't know if that's a moniker that you want, but it is one that I've given you off the <laughs> just completely off the cuff there. Uh, so let's quick. I want to you know, we, I want to talk about ricin really quickly because it has a couple of interesting aspects and two great stories. The first is this is actually a pretty, a pretty easily readily available poison that exists in the cast plant, which has beautiful seeds, uh, and castor oil is something that most people uh, are familiar with, or at least I'm familiar with it from watching, um, you know, cartoons as a kid. I wasn't actually given castor oil, uh, but it still uses a laxative. It's used as a natural uh, supplement, but hidden in that plant is one of the most deadly substances known to man. Let's talk about it. It, it is interesting that uh, ricin still is used. Uh, it is used as uh, a laxative, as you say. It's also a very important industrial lubricant. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, which is it is why it's uh, still heavily harvested. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other component uh, that you mentioned is ricin, uh, which is really nasty. It's one of the more lethal uh, plant products that, that's out there. And probably the most famous person who was killed with ricin was Georgi Markov, mm-hmm. uh, who was a defector from Bulgaria uh, when it was part of the old Soviet mm-hmm. Union. Uh, Markov got disillusioned with Soviet life and decided to escape and moved over to London, where he started working with the BBC, making radio programs, propaganda radio programs, beaming them into uh, the Soviet bloc, saying pretty much life in the Soviet Union is terrible. You need to look for freedom. Right. Uh, obviously, the Bulgarian government didn't take too kindly uh, <laughs> right. to that notion. Yeah. And so they enlisted the help of the KGB uh, and came up with ricin. Uh, as a means of assassinating Markov. Now, this was the first time ricin had been used, correct? This this is the first time that we really know ricin's been right. used. It may have obviously been used before, uh, but this was probably the, the, the first time. And the way in which they got the ricin into Markov was just, I guess I can say ingenious. Absolutely. No, it really was. Um, in, in a morbid way. Yeah. Uh, in that they used uh, essentially an air rifle mm-hmm. uh, that was disguised as an umbrella. Uh, the penguin would have been very proud. <laughs> penguin, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Markov was uh, standing at a bus stop uh, waiting to catch a bus to take him to work at the BBC one morning mm-hmm. uh, when he felt uh, a sh- sharp stabbing pain uh, at the back of his leg and turned round to see someone picking up an umbrella, apologizing and then getting into a taxi and disappearing. Uh-huh. Markov thought nothing of it and went about his day, but started feeling very ill that night. Um, his wife said, you know, you need to call the doctor. The doctor came and said, uh, you've just got flu, take some aspirin and call me in the morning. Uh-huh. And he didn't get any better. Uh-huh. Um, he went into hospital, w- was very ill. None of the doctors could figure out what was going on. Uh, he complained about pain in his leg. They took some x-rays, but nothing appeared on the x-rays. 
and they really couldn't figure out what was going on uh, and he died without them really knowing what had caused him to die obviously because of his background and the fact that he was a defector from the Soviet Union there was suspicion that he had been assassinated mm-hmm. and they eventually did find a very tiny pellet about the same size as a pinhead right that had been buried in his leg um it had actually appeared on the x-ray but it was so small that people thought this was just a, a flaw in the x-ray film right, it wasn't right. anything real yeah. uh and then the question is well what could possibly have been within this small pellet um it was too small to uh, have bacteria or viruses in it mm-hmm. uh, and the they wouldn't have killed that fast uh, so the only thing possibly that could have done it was ricin and indeed ricin takes very tiny amounts um to kill to confirm that it was ricin that had been killed uh, used to kill markov they replicated the experiment uh, in this case on a poor pig oh. um that given the same level of ricin that markov was exposed to um ended up with exactly the same symptoms and died in the same way that that markov did wow. uh and so it it was a, a very terrible way to die um no one was ever really caught uh, and tried for this uh, but it, it is now known that um, it probably was one of the first cases where ricin was used for political assassination yeah and i don't know if you mentioned this, uh, that it was covered did you mention it was covered in wax because that was like the the key to the whole yes. thing is a wax that melts at just the body temperature to keep all the ricin yeah, in so brilliant in, yeah so standing um, at the bus stop in the air rifle disguised as an umbrella room temperature the the wax was solid uh, as soon as it got into his body at 37 degrees then the wax started melting and all the ricin kind of started dribbling out yeah it's insane and the way ricin works is um basically this is a you know a, an uneducated a summary but Everything in your body needs to be replaced. All of your proteins need to be kind of, you know, your cells, everything breaks down. Uh, you know, ribosomes read RNA and create these new proteins to, uh, you know, to repair everything, patch, patch up the, the works, right? right? Patch up the, the, the wall. And basically, ricin has uh, an A molecule and a B molecule. And in tandem, they destroy the ribosomes. So essentially, your organs just they don't they're not maintained and they just break down and essentially i'm going to say melt for uh you know for dramatic yeah. purposes but um that's kind of what happens your body just doesn't replenish itself yeah it can't repair itself um so it's just like anything that eventually wears out um but the body because it needs to continually turn over um all the time no more proteins are being made and it just wears out and grinds to a halt. It's insane. And you also mentioned that wheat and barley contain that molecule A, but not molecule B. So it's only, you know, it's a potential to yeah. be deadly. It, it does have a potential, but not a real potential because you actually need both of those components right. um, to to act. And uh, as you say, that the toxin uh, attacks uh, components of the cell called ribosomes, yeah. which are the protein making machinery. Yeah. Uh, and ricin is part of a class of proteins 
that are technically called ribosome inhibiting proteins, which if you take the initials from that is RIP. Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really Twilight Zone kind of stuff there. It certainly is. I like your morbid sense of humor. That is really that's really something. Well and and ricin, so ricin, if you're ingested or it's injected, it's very deadly. If you inject oh wait, wait, I'm sorry. If you inhale it or it's injected, it's very deadly. If you ingest it, if you eat it and it goes through your body's metabolism, it's not quite as deadly. It's about 100 times no, no, no. less, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it is a protein. Yeah. Uh, and like any protein that you eat, it gets broken down. And so it's certainly not as deadly. But if you're given sufficiently large doses of it, yeah. it will escape the intestines and get into your body and cause death. Right. Um, and this is important. So I want to quickly talk before, before I let you go. I got to talk about retiree Betty Miller, who got a, so a lot of weird stuff in the story. Basically, she gets a, a rice and recipe off the Internet. She finds castor, se castor seeds on the property she's where she's living. Um, she finds a way to make two or three tablespoons of ricin. And she, I think she wants to commit suicide, but she doesn't quite want to take the jump. So she starts giving it to other residents who, as I mentioned, yeah. you know, because of the ingestion, they're not dying off in the way that she thinks. Uh, this, this was a crazy story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but certainly very, very ill. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that they yeah. were very ill. She was ill um, too, mentally. Yeah. What, uh, what turned out to be even more crazy is that I, I was talking to a, a colleague of mine in an office just down the hallway and he told me that his aunt was actually a resident of the same what? retirement <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, so, yeah. what are the odds? So, oh, that's crazy. So really, really crazy. Um, she, she wasn't a uh, resident at the time. Uh, old Betty was there. Yeah. Um, but th that, that wraps up things. Uh, as I, I told you right at the beginning that I was part of uh, a tour at Annick Castle. Yep. And uh, I, I mentioned with those two stories that obviously people you need to be aware of are Soviet-era assassins <laughs> and little old ladies. <laughs> no, it's true. And I'm going to give you an epilogue. Uh, is that, you know, ricin is used, um, as we mentioned, sometimes these things that kill can be used for benefit official purposes, my alma mater, Boston University, had a program in the 70s where they were using ricin as a magic bullet to kill cancer cells. I don't think it worked out that well, um, but they were trying. And uh, so we, I think we've wrapped everything up here. Uh, what a story. What a book. Uh, Neil, thank you so much for this extra time. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.